The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Monday, February 27th in Hong Kong, Sunday, February 26th in New York. And coming up today, Asian stocks may suffer after that hotter than forecast inflation data here in the U.S. The biggest chip making countries meet to ensure a steady supply chain. And China's renaissance says its missing chairman has been assisting Chinese investigators. A report the U.S. Energy Department has moderate confidence that COVID started at a lab mishap in China. Macau eases mask restrictions. U.S. continues to put pressure on Xi Jinping not to provide weapons to Russia. I'm Ed Baxter with Global News. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. After a hotter than expected PCE report in the United States, Fed officials came out and flagged the risk of sticky inflation. Cleveland Fed Chief Loretta Mesters said policymakers need to do a little more to ensure inflation is moving back down. Her Boston counterpart, Susan Collins, said that the Fed has to keep raising rates to get them to a sufficiently restrictive level. And St. Louis Fed President Jim Bullard also urged the Fed to move quickly on interest rates. Reestablish credibility now. Uh, sometimes I use the phrase more game theory, less econometrics. Is it what you really want is the credit establishment of the credibility of the 2% inflation target? There's a certain amount of, uh, demonstration to markets if you move quickly. In a new study, Wall Street economists and academics argue that the Fed will need to inflict some economic pain to get prices under control. The study included a series of simulations to predict likely paths for the Fed's benchmark policy rates. Now, a few moments ago, Doug mentioned 5.4% uh, that was being predicted as the terminal rate. Computer models are suggesting from this study we just mentioned that rates would peak at either 5.6%, 6%, or even 6.5% in the second and half of this year. Meantime, we also heard from a Bloomberg Opinion columnist Mohammed El Arian, who is saying financial markets are starting, uh, starting to doubt whether the Fed can bring inflation down to that 2% target. He says inflation indicators are heading very simply in the wrong direction. There's a lot of things going on on the supply side. 
that would argue for a slightly higher inflation target. Now, of course, the Fed cannot change its inflation target after missing it for so long. So they have a real problem there. I think the best we can hope for, honestly, is, is stable inflation at three to four. Now, El Arian went on to say that if the Fed continues to pursue its 2% inflation target, tremendous pain will be inflicted on the American economy. Brian? In some other matters, we're getting word that the so-called Fab Four chip group has held its first senior officials meeting to talk about semiconductor global supply. Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini is tracking developments. The February 16th video meeting of the Alliance of the U.S., Taiwan, Japan, and South Korea focused on supply chain resilience. And sources say the group also called the CHIP4 talked about an early warning system to ensure steady supply, but did not talk about export controls. Taiwan and South Korea agreed to focus on manufacturing, Japan on materials, the U.S. on its role as a major market. And the Biden administration has been trying to get global partners to agree to curb sales on advanced chip equipment to China. So China can't challenge U.S. dominance globally so easily. And Taiwan is home to the world's largest contract chip maker. And President Tsai Ing-wen has pledged in the past to make sure partners have ample supply of what she has called democracy chips. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. In India, the G20 meetings have wrapped up with no consensus agreement. We have more from Bloomberg's Yvonne Mann. The world's top finance chiefs failed to agree on a final statement. That's because Russia and China disagree with two paragraphs on the Ukraine war that have been cleared by all other members. German Finance Minister Christian Linners said a shift in attitude by China was very regrettable. There was also some disagreement on debt restructuring and obligations by various kinds of creditors. But on most other topics, participants seem to be aligned. Leaders called fighting inflation a top priority. In Hong Kong, I'm Yvonne Mann, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. China Renaissance says its missing chairman, Bao Fan, has been assisting in an unspecified Chinese investigation. We get more from Bloomberg's David Inglis. China Renaissance says it has learned that Bao is cooperating in the probe. But in a statement, the firm suggests that it has not been in touch with Bao and does not know where he actually is. The well-known executive disappeared earlier this month, unnerving China's business elite. Bao has been the go-to financier for some of the country's biggest companies, and his disappearance has raised speculation of increased scrutiny for the nation's finance industry. Several big lenders have requested more information. They include BOCOM, China Citic Bank, and China Merchants Bank. In Hong Kong, I'm David Ingles, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. And again, I'm Brian Curtis, along with Doug Krisner. Doug, when the data changes, investors can be expected to change. And we've seen that happening with the, the tough commentary from the Fed and the inflation data. Uh, I would say the data, uh, you, can, you can say that maybe the data uh, is more important than the Fed, which you have to admit, all along has been vigilant. Well, the Fed has been vigilant, I would say, but there was a gap between what the market was in pricing in, in terms of a view on inflation and what the Fed thought. There was a sharp pivot, and uh, Jim Bullard, who was the head of the um, St. Louis Fed Bank, was saying that, yes, maybe the Fed had some room to dial back. So the kind of the inflection point wasn't the issue in so much as inflation has really remained stubbornly high. There was a decline, but we remain at elevated levels. And I point that out because when we were talking about the dollar right now, the big question is whether or not the dollar can manage further gains. It may be difficult because what the market is thinking and what the Fed seem to be thinking are more in alignment right now. 
Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I, I, I think we do need to say, though, that it is one month's data that marked a big change, January. So we'll see whether that continues when we look at what happens uh, with the data in February and then uh, even after that in March. And also, in addition to the inflation data, we've had a lot of other factors that have, have played into a sell down in risk assets. Um, the anniversary of the Ukraine war, the uneven nature of China's recovery, and we've also seen a big sell off in tech here of late, uh, and then also U.S.-China relations. So there's a lot going on here. Well, speaking of China, the NPC meeting will kick off on Friday, and I think it's fair to say that markets right now are expecting onshore stocks to continue to do better than uh, Hong Kong-listed shares because uh, it is likely that the government is going to roll out some new stimulus. Yeah, we are in full correction mode with the Hang Seng Index, um, which is interesting, around 10% or so. It's been a rough period here in February. All right, it's time now for Global News. The U.S. Energy Department is saying that the COVID pandemic's origin was most likely a laboratory leak mishap in China. Let's get to Ed Baxter in the 960 Newsroom for details. Ed. Yeah, that's right, Brian. This is a classified document. And the Wall Street Journal reports one of several. But Energy believes that it was due to a mishap at a biological lab, as you say. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on CNN says this is part of an ongoing investigation. The reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool at use uh, to be able to figure out what happened here. Yeah, Sullivan says key members of Congress will be involved in the loop now. Macau says, by the way, it is easing its masking policy, citing what it calls a stable COVID-19 situation of the territory. Starting today, people will not be required to wear masks while outdoors. As China's President Xi Jinping readies to travel to Moscow, USCIA Director William Burns on CBS, as heard here on Bloomberg, says there's still the open question about supplying weapons to Russia. Well, we're confident that the Chinese leader is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't see that a final decision has been made yet, and we don't see evidence of actual shipments of lethal equipment. And Byrne says that is why it is very important that President and Secretary of State Blinken keep emphasizing what the consequences would be if arms did flow that way. Meanwhile, Byrne says intelligence is showing Russian President Putin isolating himself with just a handful of advisors. A sense of cockiness and hubris Um, You know, a sense, I think, reflecting Putin's own view, his own belief today that he can make time work for him, that he believes he can grind down the Ukrainians, that he can wear down our European allies, that political fatigue will eventually set in. And we'll just keep sending his military and weaponry to fight. New York City, remembering today the 1993 terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. More than 1,000 people were injured when a van loaded with 1,200 pounds of explosives was detonated under the North Tower. A tower remained until it was taken down on 9-11 eight years later. Governor Kathy Hochul at the memorial today. Words that I can give will never heal the scars, the pain, but just know that the memory of your loved one will never, ever dissipate. It is something we in New York will always ensure that the memory is never lost. Six people did lose their lives on that day 30 years ago. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg. 
Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY.
Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Rashad Salamat. Our guest is David Chow, global market strategist for the Asia Pacific at Invesco. David, we talked about a lot of these uncertain factors all of a sudden really hitting risk assets. Are you reducing exposure here? And if so, how much? I think that it makes sense that investors are a bit cautious given the uh, higher than expected inflation print that we've seen and some of the unevenness in China's reopening. And I think this is healthy uh, given uh, you know how well risk assets have performed um, from the start of the gate this year. And I think that we're having a moment where um, investors suss out some of the risks and headwinds um, that the market faces. And I think that this is um, this is to be expected. Uh, I mean, quite simply, David, was it just a case of uh, getting out of the gates too far too fast? I think so. I think especially on some of the Chinese reopening uh, play. And I think that play is essentially over. Now, I think that investors will start to focus more on fundamentals and what rich sectors and industry will continue to rebound in China for the rest of the year. Well, we mentioned that it was one month's data really that caused a change in thinking. Once you had that jobs report and then followed up by the uh, the CPI and the PPI data and now the PCE, you've seen a real change in investor behavior. Uh, is it important to, to move cautiously because that may not follow through in February and March? Or do you think that that's been the story all along? Well, that's right. One month's um, data does not make a trend, but how many times have we heard or we've expected the Fed to pivot because of inflation coming down, uh, you know, around the corner? And that certainly hasn't happened. And so I think that investors uh, could be disappointed, especially those that expect um, that have been expecting a pause um, or or a cut um, later on this year. I think it's very clear that we're not going to get that cut um, at the end of the year. It could be as you know, more like, you know, the middle of next year. And so it's just um, expectations um, not being met. So, you know, with that thesis as to what you think may well be happening with the Federal Reserve, how do you position yourself to gain from that? Well, I think that it makes sense um, for fixed income investors to be positioned on the short duration, uh, short end of the curve. Uh, The market is paying investors to wait short term. Though I think um, taking on additional duration uh, could provide um, limited benefits, though it could act as a, a recessionary hedge. We talked about all these other factors besides inflation and the Fed. Um, it happened that it was the anniversary of the Ukraine war, so that's very much in focus. The reopening in China has been called into question a little, and you have U.S.-China tensions, a sell down in tech. Uh, I'm curious about the Baofan story and your thinking on that. Um, uh, now that he's said to be cooperating, uh, according to the company itself, does that challenge the adage of kill the chicken to scare the monkey? Well, I, I am a bit surprised uh, that this uh, has been telegraphed uh, so broadly. I, I was in the mindset that the government is pretty much um, uh, in the green when it comes to uh, kind of uh, oversight issues, uh, given that the focus has really been prioritized on economic growth this year. So I think we'll, we'll really have to see how this one plays out. 
But in general, I think that the government has taken a much more um, market-friendly approach uh, towards ensuring that we have growth and that, um, and that I think that we're pretty much out of the regulatory woods uh, for at least for this year. Yeah, we're always going to get some hiccups like this, I suppose, ultimately. Uh, and that always then remains that there's going to become some sort of a discount for Chinese equities. And if so, what do you think it is? Well, we've seen a, a historical discount between Chinese equities and the U.S. equities and, and developed markets. Um, and I think that um, I think that as China's economy uh, continues to mature and become, you know, it's the second largest economy in the world, um, and the capital markets also start to mature as well. I think that that historical discount should start to narrow. But certainly, um, there there are there are uh, significant differences in the political economy between China uh, and and the developed markets. And I think that that will continue to be an issue that that investors will have to see through or or better understand. We had some key earnings last week uh, in this part of the world from Baidu and Alibaba. Uh, did you learn anything in there that you didn't know before? Well, I would say that uh, what I gleaned is that the consumption recovery, especially uh, to uh, to e-commerce, continues to be very strong. The data, the consumption data coming out of Chinese New Year uh, was very strong. Um, and especially um, in mobility and also online purchases. Um, but I would say that the consumption recovery for the rest of the year will will continue, but it will it could be a bit lumpy. Um, and so we're not going to see a very strong V-shaped recovery. We know that Chinese households are sitting on a pile of excess cash, um, but we're, we don't expect them to spend that um, as quickly as, say, how American um, households did back in 2021. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, let's face it, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. There's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.